Hi, I'm Natasha. And I'm Penny. And you're listening to The Wibs, the podcast for women in business. We're here with practical, real advice to help you get ahead at work. Without the BS. We'll be the work wives you've always wanted. Let's go. Hi, I'm Natasha. And I'm Penny. And welcome to The Wibs. Today, we're going to talk all about our online retailer recap. So just a couple of weeks ago, we got asked to do our first ever speaking event. And I felt sick immediately, but we did it anyway. Okay. Let's talk about, before we go into what we spoke about, let's talk about the feelings prior because- So many feelings. I haven't public spoke, like spoken in a public Wait, forum. Wait, hang on a second. Like back up. We mean outside of the podcast. Oh yeah, naturally we to speak to all you, of you all the time. Yes. But that's actually like talking in my diary to myself. Yeah, this is just a diary that goes out to plenty of people that (laughs) has a digital footprint that will hurt me later. But that's okay. It's all part of the journey. But we, so we got asked, well, Penny got asked um, asked. to perform at a (laughs) (laughs) perform, like an acrobatic show. (laughs) Penny got asked to to speak at a online retailers event um, focusing on B2B marketing and um, she, I was her tag along essentially. And you I was, tag-along. you know what? I'm, I'm happy to be a tag along. I'll be anyone's tag along at this point. You it's completely not. fine. Wait, audience listener, to preface this, Natasha and I were both asked at mm-hmm. that point because I suggested that she would be an excellent person. They read her bio and profile, yeah, went through yeah, a vetting yeah. process, <laughs> and said, Yes, say. excellent. She can come on board too. So, she makes it sound very casual, but it's actually a very big thing. Yeah, it was incredible. We were flown to Sydney. They they um, put us up in accommodation. We definitely felt like, I don't know, I felt like who they, are we? They, what is this? I've done something wrong. <laughs> I was wrong. like, where is the glitch? Like, are we going to get there? And I don't know, there's going to be like weird things going on. <laughs> I was like, what have we done? But like, what will you suggest? You just say yes and you go yes. forward. And we pretended that we weren't feeling imposter syndrome. And I think that was a big thing. Oh, we got there. We had our power suits. We were ready to go. We had our power suits. We'd actually we organised, yeah, we'd organised a blow wave for the morning of so that we felt very fresh. Um, but Penn, do you want to talk about how you felt? Because I can definitely Nervous, speak to how sickening. I felt, but it, it was a pretty intense experience having to go from you know this little room that you and I speak and we just stare into each other's eyes yeah I'm like no one can judge me even on the internet I'll be like they're just jealous but when you are presenting in person I think that as soon as we signed up and said yes it really dawned on me the intensity of what we were doing because if anyone who is in like online retail marketing they would know this event. This is a big event. This is an event we went to the year prior we did. with a big award ceremony and there was like quite literally like hundreds of people attending. And some big names that we look up to, like mm-hmm. huge names. I was like, oh, my God, we're in the same room as them. Yeah. And that was last year when we were in the same room as them and now we were speaking to them. I was like, what is this? And it was incredibly, yeah, it was it was scary. It was really, really scary. I think um, we both, it was really good and it was really lovely that we were able to do it together. Otherwise, I don't know what it would have been like. But um, I think, I think you know, one of the biggest tips that I kind of learned from that, especially like what you said, is that imposter syndrome. Like when you are feeling like, oh, okay, I'm about to go do something like this and you get that scary feeling, it's kind of as soon as you – one thing that Penn and I spoke about was – when we want to go speak at these events, we want don't want to be like everyone else. We want to make sure that these... I don't think we were. I, oh, well, <laughs> we will get into that. Um, but yeah, we, yeah, yeah. We said we want to make sure that we keep who we are because we're about to walk into quite a corporate setting. 
uh, where there's going to be people of all different industries and all different backgrounds. Um, but we can't lose who we are. And we've no. got, that's the reason we've got this podcast is to keep true to who we are. So even when we planned the presentation, you know, we made sure that there were things in it that were us, that were, you know, it was very visual. Yeah, there was there a lot were of memes. Pink. There was there's a lot of memes. We put Emily and Paris memes in there even. Like there was yeah, and the office. Chockers. They all got a shout out. But I think that I love that and what you're saying here is 100% right. Like we didn't want to go in there and do – the same type of presentation that I've seen at a lot of different events. And like the speakers on the day were all fabulous and they were great and, and different, very different yeah. from what we did and what we presented. But I think that the thing I really, really wanted to get across was that it wasn't just going to be another presentation where we sat there and used a lot of language that people really pr are pretending that they understand. Maybe mm. they don't actually, mm. and you're sitting there for the first time trying to really digest you know, what this kind of conference is. And we just wanted to be people and mm. go in there the same way we do this podcast because we could sit here and be more technical about pretty much everything. But we talk like how I would when I'm talking to you on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just casual because I think that there's a real gap, particularly in the in the business world and for women, where people can just be themselves and, and have this back and forth naturally. Because that's actually how you learn and absorb things. Absolutely. Not, not pretending that you know something or you are someone that you're not. Yeah. And I found that I remember when I first got up and started to talk, my voice kind of broke because I was kind of like, oh, and all of a sudden I had all these people looking at me and, and no, no, you know, disrespect to them, but I felt very judged, right? Yeah. I didn't feel like it was a necessarily a safe space to go in and be a hundred percent like a fabulous. It's terrifying. You don't know who yeah. these people are. You don't know what their background is. When people listen to our podcast, it's the Women in Business podcast. You kind of know what you're getting yourself into. These people had come to go watch conferences based on corporate business, B2B, mm. you know, how to grow on B2B. So they were expecting a certain kind of um, presentation, yeah, right? Yeah, I think so. And ours yeah. was very different to that. And then we've got to, you know, really put that into play. Ours was very different. There was, there was you know, one side, another side, and then there was ours. Like ours was quite um, different in that sense. But I think I think I just wasn't really – because I was like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be fine. And when I got up there, I was like, well, people are looking at me. Now what? And I was like, yeah. well, how do I say this? I was like, my name's Natasha and I. I'm and here. I'm here with Kenny. Well, actually, Andrew. I will say one thing. <laughs> like, great event, fabulous organisers. Yeah, absolutely. The only bugbear I have is a shared microphone. Why a shared microphone? Yeah, why that was you, awkward. So I had to like, give it to people. you, then you had to give yeah. it to me, and then I was just like, I'm not even using a yeah. microphone. So I think the you odds know what? were I will say, the odds were against us. And I'm telling you. I, have, I would not say I'm a comedian, but I did try and crack yeah. some jokes. And I tell ya, we didn't, didn't you, you could hear my land. breath. <laughs> like, and I really tried. Like there was some of it and they were so self-deprecating and self-deprecating jokes. I'm sorry. They land every single time. Yeah. You make fun of yourself. You're going to get a few laughs. I got none. None. I, I think Penny might have like breathed a little bit faster to pretend to laugh, yeah. but I didn't even get a penny laugh. I think yeah. I just got everyone was just like, hey, can I get to the point, love? Like yeah. it was a bit like, <laughs> get to the point, But love. we had, you know what I found? No, it was awesome. And I, this, was, isn't, this isn't a criticism to the, it was incredible and we're so grateful to be able to do it. It's honestly, it's more criticism just, of us. It's more like, criticism well, of us getting up there being like these, to, you know, bubbly. We're very bubbly. We love, we've got a really? lot of energy. I did not listen to anybody. So everyone told me 
do not have too much caffeine, right? Do not have too much caffeine. No, so after the coffee, I started like getting stressed because I'm like, oh, okay, it's an hour to go. And we were watching everyone else's presentations and the ones before us were incredible, right? Like the first one came, went up, she made jokes, people laughed. The, the, the one before us got up, mm. she was incredible. She's got an incredible business. You might hear from her soon because mm. we're going to try and get her as a guest because she was absolutely incredible. But it, both all the presenters that we saw prior to us and we spoke after with that the panellists were absolute 10 out of 10 incredible so you could imagine you're sitting there watching these incredible speakers and I'm like oh okay so this is what they expect oh the caliber the caliber excellent so naturally the nerves start kicking in and I'm like all right all right how do I do this okay as long as you've got energy you're fine so (laughs) I ran outside of the while they were still speaking I literally ran I got Charlotte to come with me Charlotte's our incredible producer and I grabbed her and I was like I need to go she's like what's wrong with you I'm like I need I need a Red Bull so we ran down to the vending machine I got a Red Bull now I I don't know why I always get things that are sugar free just because I think I'm being healthy which I completely know is complete juxtaposition but that's a it's a topic for another day anyways there was no sugar free Red Bull and I was like I don't care I need the Red Bull so I got this full of sugar Red Bull and I never have sugar and I sculled it and I sculled it like before so we've got like 15 minutes to go before this big presentation that I've been stressing about not to do this not to mention mind you I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but it's all part of the journey. Um, we said the night before that we were going to be, uh, I don't know if I can say this, I posted like seven TikToks about it. So <laughs> I think it's kind of out there. But we were not meant to um, have drink, uh, have drink excessively, let's call it. Um, I don't think we drank the night excessively. Before. I just think we ended up at the casino. And we were in bed having nuggets. We yeah. after a big night of drinking. What is your Tuesday before look like? The, <laughs> on a Tuesday, like it was actually ridiculous. So all of these things considered, right? No, drinking like, the night before. To, to preface it, it wasn't excessive drinking. But you know what? I would say was I in? Was I at optimal peak performance? Eh, yeah, really. some could say an extra couple of hours of sleep would have been nice. A few extra hours of sleep would have been great. A few less chicken nuggets, my suit would have sank to me. You know, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. But yeah, at that point, I so I sculled the Red Bull, ready to go. Let's go. And then I was like, oh, like Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna smash what this presentation. Is this episode? Take me, take me. And then I went, I went, and I did it. And Lord Almighty, did I? I fumbled the bag. I you fumbled. Did not, you did not no, fumble but the bag. I was just, but. I think we did a great job at the presentation. Was it like everybody else's? Probably not. But we had some fantastic content in there. And so we thought to ourselves, hey, Tash and Petty, why don't we share that with our dear listeners? And let's give you the biggest takeaways from thinking like a B2C marketer for B2B success. So the biggest takeaway that we, and naturally as we're putting this presentation together, we had to really think about it a little bit differently because we've lived in the marketing space for so long where we've kind of enmeshed B2B and B2C. It's kind of like, oh, if this has mm. worked for B2C, let's twist it a little bit yeah. and try it for B2B. So it's quite interesting when we had to present purely on that topic and draw out all the experiences that we've had to share. Yeah, and for context as well, like B2C, it's like business to consumer. So it's you buying your lipstick from Adore Beauty versus B2B, me as a you know a receptionist in an office buying from Officeworks. Exactly, exactly right. And we were presenting to B2B businesses that were looking to grow online. So ours was purely from the perspective of, okay, just because it hasn't, you know, if it's worked for B2C, let's try it for B2B. An example of what we used was influencers. And it was quite interesting because we asked the room, you know, has anyone here ever used influencers? And nobody, nobody had yeah, done it. I think it was like one guy and I was like shocked, but 
I mean, it's it makes sense. I think he was stretching. Yeah, I was like, he was. <laughs> I think he yawn. was just. I think he was yawning after my intro. <laughs> No, it was <laughs> thrilling. The whole thing. But yeah, no. But like, it, and it, it was it was really interesting because I think a lot of the concepts that we put forward um, were probably a little bit, yeah, we're very B two C based. Like, you don't really think of using influencers for B two B because B two B is very traditional. It's very sales based and it's very account management based. And we never really lived in that space um, because we always grew our B2B space digitally. We never really touched on those traditional forms of B2B mm. sales, which was, you know, the account management. You take your clients out for dinner and you really like we never we never no. did that. We kind of automated all of that. Yeah. To be honest, we should have opened with that. Yeah. We should. Have, yeah. 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 That, that because it good. does inform, I guess, why we act, even though we had been like predominantly for most of our careers, B2B marketers especially you, Tash, we really do heavily weigh on those B2C type strategies to be able to build out the business that we were working in at the time. Absolutely. And I think one of the biggest things that we, one of the biggest takeaways and when we were looking at what worked and what didn't work was that personalization piece where we were able to personalize our different experiences based on what we learned for B2C. Examples of this was our outreach. So when we were looking at um, cold email outreach, so this is I'm sure many, any, many listeners have received that, you know, hey, so-and-so, and it's just like a B2B outreach of a business trying to get you your business. That's it. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. You're trying to get more business through an outreach program. So what we did was we, we actually, and I've spoken about this before for Snacks With Bite, we actually went and got a couple of um, people in the US who had already launched a business mm-hmm. in Office Snacks. And they gave us their, you know, complete package of all of these emails that they'd sent out, these cold emails they'd sent out. And they're like, you know, this is what we use. This worked really well. This is how we grew our business. Have a go. And I remember when I looked at these emails, I was like, really? And don't get me wrong, they were fantastic, but they were so casual. Mm. They had memes in it. They had smiley faces in it. They had very casual language it was incredible and I was and I was like no no no. how can I send this to a business like I can't send this to a business this is ridiculous like it wasn't don't get me wrong it wasn't inoffensive it was it was you know it wasn't inappropriate by any by any means but it was just very casual yeah and informal especially with memes and all that anyways we gave it a go because who am I to say what's works, what doesn't work? They they definitely know better than me. They've grown a business and I'm I've paid them for their experience. So I've got to give it a go. And we did. And it was incredible. The open rates, the conversion rates, our ability to scale, our ability to grow through those emails was incredible and it was because we broke down the barriers and we acted like b2c to get b2b yeah it was an incredible experience and such a learning just i wasn't i think i surprised and myself with it all because i i had this idea of what i had to be when i had decided to get into a b2b market i decided that when i built that business i knew what that business was going to do and i said you know, my target's going to be B2B. How am I going to, how am I going to do this? And I thought I had to be what everyone kind of told me I had to be, which was that traditional, make sure you're corporate, especially as a female in business, use the big words and you've got to do this and don't be too bubbly because they're going to think you're dumb and all of these things. And I actually went completely against that because the advice that we got and it worked. Yeah. I think it comes down to the people who you are selling to are just that they're people. They're not, Mm. they're not the company that you're talking to directly and you have to be extremely formal. And I I think that's a really big part of this entire process. And that was like a first really key 
juicy takeaway from it. And the second one being the, I guess the element of storytelling and how that actually sells your product or your business or your service. It's so important. And I think that being able to kind of utilize storytelling and we did it really successfully in a few different businesses we worked in, whether it's you're using it to kind of construct your unique selling points of your business or your service or whether you're doing it to kind of tug at the heartstrings a little bit more and convince people that you're a human behind the lens of a business Mm. mask I think that that's something that a lot of I guess more corporate more b2b focused businesses don't really start to utilize in their marketing and it's something that b2c lives and dies on absolutely when you think of a b2c product or company you you automatically think of content and Mm -hmm. I I I speak to business owners every day and they're like yeah where do I get into the content when when does the content start like content everyone or not everyone but most people know that content plays a huge part in the b2c play right when Mm -hmm. you're trying to go online people get that they get the connection they get the connection but I feel like what they're leaving off the table is that b2b play think about Gary V he sells like Gary V is the ultimate person you should be thinking about. Neil Patel, like these are huge people in the B two B space that are growing their B two B businesses because they're leveraging something that is kind of saved for B two C. No, they're looking at it and going, well, my B two B, they go home, they pick up their phone, they scroll, just like it, like what you said, they're humans. Mm-hmm. So when they're scrolling, I want them to see my face. Because when they go back into their work, when they go back into their nine to five, I want them to go, hey, actually, I saw I saw that person. Hey, and or if they hear something, we need digital marketing or we need this or we need this service. Actually, I've seen it. I saved this video. Here we go. Yeah. And, and that's like, how it happens. Yeah. And it's like you become the face of your brand in that way. And why it's so important is that who from any other digital agency or product or service can you really recall other than those that put themselves out there front and center and use that content as a leveraging tool to be able to get those customers in and back and remembering Mm -hmm. who they are it's so so important and I guess the third like really kind of key thing about what we were talking about about how we used b2c for b2b success was about optimizing the user experience online because my god some b2b websites are hideous Mm. I think a lot of the time (laughs) and uh, I'll put my hand out when we first when we first started hampers with bite um when we first started building up that experience we put a lot of it offline mm-hmm. so a lot of it was offline so when we had the, that gifting business everything just went offline and that was because we were just like oh we'll deal with them we'll get the lead in we'll chat to them and then we'll deal with it yeah. we never really thought about making the website experience optimized for b2b because it didn't really work that way. We thought, no, people want that. You know, they want to talk to they people. They want to talk to people. They want that. What we realized, and, and it's 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 strange. Like when I first started, you know, eight, eight years ago, that was still very much prominent. But in my career, working with a B two B business and seeing it grow, it's absolutely changed. Mm-hmm. And I don't think people want to hear from people anymore. Not that I don't think. In our experience, we 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 would make quite a huge percentage of ourselves through cold calling. That's how we were able to do it for so long. We ended up completely scrapping that at one point. And that was because we ended up and, – and, and we didn't – people just don't want to pick up their phones anymore. No, and I think like, uh, you know, it sounds like a cliche now, but like the pandemic really did change the way that people interacted in that space. And so I think that, yeah, maybe people don't want to be on the phone as much, but I think they do want that level of – personal touch and experience which is why a great website is so important and why your user experience 
really is the thing that helps you build your trust and your credibility with a B2B customer in particular. You know, it shows that you've got that level of professionalism, that attention to detail. And they know that because they've got it on your website and that experience is seamless end to end. That's what their end goal for their product or their service or their experience is going to be. Absolutely. So if you are a B2B business, so you are selling to businesses, whether you're a service or a product, if you can take three things away from this, it is personalize the experience Make sure you are storytelling wherever possible and improve that online experience. Don't let it get missed just because you are optimizing for a B2C experience. There are a lot of plugins and a lot of apps that you can use now that can help kind of switch up that experience from B2C to B2B. And if you are going to go to a speaking event, do not scar Red Bull beforehand <laughs> <laughs> for the love. It's all great advice. It is great advice. You know what? Learn from our mistakes. Do you know what the best thing is? Like, you guys are here with us. Like, yeah, this is our first ride. ever one. We'll get better. I promise. It's Maybe all a learning well. experience. There's one day people are going to be like, you were geniuses this whole time. <laughs> I hope one day I just get a thank you. Thanks to you, Tash. I haven't scarred a Red Bull. If, that, if I can help one person in that. I can't Job wait done. to clip that for TikTok. That was yeah. great. Well, I hate myself. <laughs> anyway. Thank you so much for listening. Please rate and subscribe and we shall see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.